Hey, it's Nicola here, and just in case you missed my announcement, I want to make sure that you check out my new online course, The Career to Entrepreneur Method Made Easy. I've taken the core concepts from the five Career to Entrepreneur Method pillars and created an introductory course to get you set up for success from the very start. Now, this is for you if you're still deciding if you want to leave your career to become your own boss or not, or if you know for sure you want to become a business owner and want to start from the best place possible. There's a £100 discount until the 29th of February, so head to nicolaohara.com forward slash course to check out the details and sign up today. I hope you decide to join because if you have a dream to start your business and swap the nine to five for a life of freedom and opportunity, this really is the best place to start. That's nicolaohara.com forward slash course and let's get on with the episode. The day has finally come. The one you've been waiting for. The day you finally get to resign from the job that you don't love anymore, if you ever did, and go 100% into being an entrepreneur and business owner. But how are you going to do it? A lot of emotions can be bubbling inside at this time, but it's important that you get it right for your own confidence and self-worth, and for your new role as CEO of your new business. In this episode, I'm talking you through how you can resign and leave with class and style so you can move on to your next chapter as the boss you really are. Let's dive into the episode. Hi, I'm Nicola O'Hara, and not so long ago, I navigated my way out of a successful corporate career to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Now I live a life of freedom and work where, when, how, and with whom I choose. I created this podcast to teach you the strategies I learned and share the knowledge and tools I needed during my escape journey so you can make your move out of your day job faster, smarter and with greater ease. Think of me as your mentor, teacher, guide and cheerleader through the highs and lows of the employee to entrepreneur roller coaster. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur feeling trapped, unappreciated and unfulfilled in your job, and longing to break free to build a business and life you're passionate about, you're in the right place. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Powering Your Passion. This time, I'm talking about that one thing I know all aspiring entrepreneurs fantasize about. What is it? Finally resigning from their job and leaving the employee world behind forever. They think about walking into their manager's office, handing in that letter and starting on their way to a new working life. No longer having to follow any company rules or deal with any office politics and finally having the freedom to call the shots as their own boss. But what a lot of them don't do is think exactly what they're going to say, how they'll break the news and what kind of impression that they want to leave behind. And that can be a mistake. Because how you resign really is your first act as your own boss, as a free agent who is in control of your own destiny. It's a taste of who you will be going forward, not as an employee, but as the decision maker, the leader, the CEO. And that's how you should approach it. Will you leave with gravitas and confidence or will you burn down the house behind you? Okay, I know if you've been badly treated or if you've had frustration about how the company was run, It can be hugely tempting to let it all out when you resign. You may have thought about all the home truths you'd love to share when you get the chance. 
But in this episode, I'm going to show you how being classy, confident and stylish with your exit is a far better strategy and can reap rewards in the future for your business. Okay, first let's think about what resigning actually is. It's not just the act of giving in the letter or sending an email. It's the whole process from deciding now is the time to act to walking out that door with a bag of shoes and other bits of clothing that somehow got accumulated under your desk, a few books and probably your favourite mug. Now, that time period can mean different things depending on what part of the world you're in. So in the US, for example, it can be as little as two weeks. But here in Europe, it can be up to six months, depending on your level of seniority. The average is usually about one or two months. I had three months notice, which I'm telling you is a long time to wait to keep engaged and motivated when you're itching to dive into your business plans. And when you're in limbo land, not quite belonging to either world. But why is it so important to have a classy exit? Well, when you go full-time into your business, you'll see that reputation and growing your network are super important. Even if you're not planning to provide a product or service in the industry that you're working in, it's a surprisingly small world. So you could have a jewellery business and find that one of your potential clients is the sister or the wife of the CEO. Or you could have a life coaching business that attracts some friends of your ex-colleagues. It's surprising how things get out if you decide to act in a way that's ungraceful. You might find that it just follows you. But having a wide network of people who respect and appreciate your professionalism and classy behaviour certainly will help your business. Every interaction in your professional journey as an employee and as an entrepreneur is an opportunity to build relationships and enhance your reputation. So make every interaction count even when you're on your way out. You don't want to have any regrets about how you left someday. It will help your own self-confidence and self-work to leave in a way that gives you the upper hand and the control. And of course, leaving with style will also help you to enjoy your final weeks or months in your last job ever. So there are three phases to resigning in the right way. The first phase is before you actually hand in your notice. This is when you're deciding if the time is right, if you're truly ready. Now, if you have a business already launched and you're running it alongside your job, the timing will usually be when you start making enough to cover your bills and expenses without your salary. But if you can't launch anything while working, then it will be when you've saved at least six months salary or have a partner that can help support you as you build your business. You also need to make sure you're mentally strong and ready to take the step to entrepreneurship. You should be confident in your decision and excited to get going. Now, when you have a date chosen to resign, then you can start to emotionally detach yourself from the company. And what do I mean by that? Well, it's about stopping to care so much about the future of the company that you're part of. When you're in a job for a long time, you naturally care about how your work is going to affect that company, how that company is going to achieve its goals, how you're going to achieve your goals. You'll have goals you want to reach so you can get promoted or to have a pay increase. These things no longer need to matter to you. So you can take your foot off the pedal for a while, pull back from getting involved in projects that you now know you won't be there to complete. It's a subtle change. You're not going to drop the ball completely, but you're just detaching yourself enough so it's far easier when you do actually hand in your notice. It also helps you to think of yourself as an entrepreneur or business owner already at this point, rather than an employee. So in your mind, your job is now the side hustle and your business is your main source of income. 
All this is to get you ready to hand in your notice and leave with ease. Okay, so the next phase is the actual resignation. This is where you can really show class and confidence in how you end your your relationship with the company. This begins with letting your immediate boss know about your decision before anyone else in the organisation. No matter how close you may be to other people, other colleagues, it's crucial that your boss doesn't hear the news secondhand. Ask to speak with them face-to-face, or if they're in a different country, or an in-person meeting isn't possible, then book a video call with them. Even if you think your resignation is going to be pretty straightforward and you have a good relationship with your manager, before the meeting, you should think about how you're going to word your resignation. Make it clear and concise and easy to remember. It's normal to explain why you want to leave, so have your reasons thought through. Apart from the draw of wanting to launch your own business, are there any other reasons that you want to leave that company in particular? Get it all clear in your head so you can easily explain through your thoughts and decision-making process. Also be ready to deal with any potential attempts to make you stay with pay rises or bonuses to attract you. Sometimes they'll do that even for a short time. So for example, if you say, I I definitely want to go off and and run my business, they might say, well, we'll pay you a certain amount to stay here for three, four, five months longer just until they can find a replacement or something like that. But don't be tempted unless it's something you really plan for. (laughs) But don't be tempted, get on and get out to your business. Now, I know this sounds a bit weird, but practice in advance. You can just practice with yourself in a mirror or you can record yourself on video on your phone or have a friend or family member role play it with you. Saying it all out loud just makes the whole thing a lot easier when the moment comes and you're less likely to blurt out something you didn't mean to say in the heat of the moment. Because these meetings can sometimes be quite emotional, either because you have enjoyed working for the company and you're sad to leave or you've been frustrated and unhappy in the company for quite a while and that negative emotion is boiling up inside you. Keep the conversation professional and adult. It's not the time for an emotional rant. And look, I know if you've had a bad experience, it can be tempting to let your anger or your frustration boil over at this point. But from what I've seen over the years, that rarely ends well. You have the upper hand at this point. You're the one resigning. You're in control. This is the first time you get to call the shots. They can't do anything about it. Don't damage yourself or your reputation by saying something that you can't take back. Yeah, sure, it might feel great in the moment to let all your thoughts come out, but I promise you there's no other benefit in speaking out at that point. Now, if you genuinely have serious worries about things you've seen, heard or experienced while working in a company, ask for a meeting with HR to let them know. You have far more chance of helping to change things in that way. And you can then leave knowing you've done your best to help the people that come after you in that role and can move on with a clear conscience. Now, when you're meeting with your manager, repeat what you have rehearsed, answer any questions, and be clear and confident about your new business and what you want to do. Be enthusiastic and ready to answer questions about it. You want to leave your manager with the impression of a confident and in-control entrepreneur excited about their new adventure. Now, you usually need to follow up your meeting with a letter confirming resignation. This is a formal document like your contract of employment, so it should be succinct and straightforward. So don't write any more than just explaining resignation and confirming the notice period, but not much more than that. You could always add a line thanking the company for the opportunities you've had and the experiences you've gained. Regardless of your feelings towards the job or company, gratitude is always a nice touch. The final phase is the time from resignation to your leaving date. 
Now, let's be real here. From the moment you resign, you no longer matter to the company. We all like to feel like we're important, that we would be missed. But in the employee world, we are all replaceable, believe me. I saw it all the time in my corporate job where I headed up learning and talent and had overall responsibility for recruitment. Even if the person is a star employee who made the most money for the company and was the most praised and valued, if they decide to leave, it was not long before a new person was hired and a few months later the so-called irreplaceable star was forgotten. Long gone. Yes, there may be an attempt to buy them back at the time by offering more money, but once they've fully decided to go, the minds of management switch immediately to hiring the next person and how the projects will be kept afloat in the interim. And I'm not saying that as a negative thing. In the corporate and professional world, the most important thing is that the company shall endure, that it's bigger than any one person, that it will continue to be profitable and grow no matter what the changes happen within it. So as an employee, you're only important until your resignation hits that desk. But that means when you've resigned for whatever time you have, whether it's two weeks or six months, you have to decide what role you will play, how you will react, how you'll act. Now, usually one of two scenarios play out. Either they'll want you to squeeze the last drop of blood and energy out of you and get you to work into the last millisecond, or you'll be cut out of everything as they learn to work without you. The second scenario may also mean you're put on what's called, in the UK, garden leave, which I think is the best scenario as you get to spend your notice period being paid, but you get to stay at home or in your garden. This is usually when you work directly with clients of the company and they don't want you interacting with them now you've resigned. But if you're still in the office and your manager is still asking a lot of you, it's a bit of a balancing act to be seen as fair and flexible to do what's needed of you, but not giving 100%. If you're someone that's naturally helpful, you might find this difficult and have to stop yourself offering to take on extra tasks to help with the handover. You won't get any thanks for it and you're just taking from your own energy supply. But you still need to be seen to be working with management to create a smooth handover. When you have a long notice period like three to six months, this can be tricky and really difficult to keep motivated as you're still doing your role but are not really part of the decision-making process anymore. This is where the emotional and mental detachment plays a big part. You no longer need to care about what's going on in the company. You can come to the office or log in from home and just do what's required. No more, no less. It actually can be quite a nice time, particularly if you've had a really intense job in in the past. You can have joy in the knowledge you're leaving and none of the responsibility. And probably for the first time in your career, you get to arrive at the office and leave on time guilt-free. Your last day in the office is when you can really show your manager, colleagues and senior management that you're a class act. Make sure to go out on a high note by simple gestures that will be remembered. So show grace by thanking those you've worked with closely. Take those colleagues you valued most out for lunch or coffee buy small gifts for the reception staff and your PA if you have one. Email those people and teams who've worked with or helped you out the most in the time you've been with the company. Not in one of those all staff emails, which I never, never liked, but individually or by team and bespoke the message to whoever they are. So you're not sending out something generic to everybody. Bring in a cake or other office favourites as a goodbye gesture and tell people enthusiastically about your new business and what your plans are. You never know when someone could be a future client or know someone who will be a future client. The aim is to authentically thank those you've worked with, but also to leave a feeling of positivity and goodwill about you and your time with the company. Then whenever anyone is asked about you about you because someone wants to work with you, 
They'll remember their final memories of you and tell whoever it is asking how great you were. The bottom line is you're embarking on an exciting new phase of your professional life. So why not start it off with confidence, respect and style? Your resignation process is a crucial step in this journey and by handling it correctly, you can ensure a positive impact on your future business endeavours. As the CEO of your new business, you are now in the driver's seat and every decision you make, including how you resign, sets the tone for your future. It's time to embrace the opportunities that await you and build a future you've always envisioned for yourself. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to visit my website for the show notes where you'll find all the main points we've talked through. The link is in the episode description. And if you've enjoyed and found value in this episode, please leave a a review on your chosen podcast platform and share it with any other aspiring entrepreneurs you may know. Remember, your future awaits. It's time to make your move. You've got this. Take the leap and let your passion power your future. Thanks for tuning in and speak to you next time. Hey, so if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google or Amazon so you know as soon as a new episode is released and don't miss out. And while you're there, feel free to give a rating or drop in a comment. I would love to hear from you. 